Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Today we're doing part two with Jack and talking about uh, being a collegiate assistant coach. Uh, But before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Dr. Dish. Um, what I love about the people, they're Midwest, they're Midwest company. They do things the right way. Um, they always have. You can just see by the amount of material that they give away. <laughs> um, I can always tell by the by the, the things that they do. They give without expecting anything in return. So um, you can check them out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and um, there's all sorts of stuff. And you don't necessarily need a, a doctor dish to be able to use the stuff that they're giving you. So I love that for them. Um, mention Coach Unplugged, they give three hundred fifty dollars off. Also, go over and check out teachubes.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows us to keep doing these podcasts and expanding and doing like high school hoops podcast and um, starting the teacher side gig podcast and life lesson podcasts is that our whole market is allowed to be able to be able to be run because of teachubes.com. So if you're looking to become a better basketball coach, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking to broaden your horizons on the coaching front, um, go over and check out teachhoops.com. I do not think you'll be disappointed. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Right. And he just kind of looked at me and he walked on the floor and he hits his next two shots. And that <laughs> helps us, you know, it, it, it's obviously all him hitting the shots. I'm not taking credit for t- hitting the shots, but at right. the same time, like it, stuff like that, it, it, as an assistant, it's really big to be able to just pump positivity into your guys. Right. Um, when you know, because it's not it's not your job to beat up on him or hammer him. It's your job to after he gets chewed out to come in and tap him on the back and say you got this. You know you you can do this. Right, it's good cop bad cop kind of thing. Exactly, it, yeah. it really is. I I'm I'm thoroughly convinced of that. Um, if you could talk to one coach for an hour uninterrupted, who would it be and why? Do they have to be living? No, Coach Smith at Carolina. Okay, um, just the program that he was able to build. And the way that he was able to build it by always just doing the right thing. And uh, that's probably one of my favorite quotes is 
from him saying you should never be proud of doing the right thing. You should just do it. Um, Ooh, I love that. Okay. To be able to be as successful as he was and have the off the court impact the way he did for a lot of people in that North Carolina area. I mean, it would just be very interesting to be able to sit with him. The guy until his later years, never forgot a name, just straight aces as a person. And you can still see that in that athletic department, there's that coach Smith influence. And a lot of times when they're faced with a problem in that athletic department today, they'll sit there and go, what would coach Smith do about this? And he's kind of like the guiding light still for that. For that, for that thing. Um, do you have any superstitions? Um, I did when I was a player. I don't have as many now. Like, I mean, I played baseball in high school too, and oh God. I was I was insane with some of the stuff that I would do before before every basketball game in high school. I would tie my left shoe in a double knot and my right shoe in a triple knot. I don't know why. It's just stuff like that. I I, I don't think superstition. I was very. I'm still superstitious. I, it's about routine more than it is a superstition. If you think it's going to affect whether you win or lose, then that's an issue. But for me, it's more about the routine. You know, you're, you've got this routine down that you're doing. That's the important part. Um, right. I mean, I agree. And that's we're very segmented and structured in the way we have our, our game day and everything. Everything's the same. We don't want them surprised by anything, you know, right. like, at the way we travel, anything like that. We're, we make sure they know how we're doing everything in advance so that they're not shocked when they get there. I mean, right. um, it's just – yeah. I don't know why as a player it seems like a bigger deal than it does. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, if you could pick one offense and one defense to run the rest of your career, what would it be? Well, I like to play fast. Um, so I would probably, I'd like to play offense like Carolina okay. uh, up tempo, be able to just push the pace on offense when I want to, but at the same time, pull it back. And when there's nothing there, be able to run a set. Um, I think the, efficiency stats would speak for themselves when you look at how well they're able to do that. And they have a lot of teams that try to copy that, but just aren't as successful. Um, so if I could play, if I could play like them, I think I'd be okay. Uh, yes, you gotta get the players to do that. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing too. If you can get the guys, if you can get the guys that are able to take advantage and run that system, you're in great shape. Um, defensively because of that style, I think it would be very hard to play, you know, a West Virginia type, press all the time trying to create havoc just because your guys would wear out right um but if i could you know in a perfect world take one and then take the other that's probably the style that i would take too just because from a analytic standpoint if you want to play fast you got to create the most possessions possible so how do you create the most possessions possible if you press the living daylights out of everybody you're going to give up baskets sure but you're also going to have more opportunities and have a high possession game probably the way that I would go about yeah. it but like so, I said so if you were well what, what advice would you give a young coach let's say they wanted to get into coaching and what advice would you give them if they wanted to do what you're doing because a lot of people I mean a lot of people would want your job you probably want a different job that's mm -hmm. just the way the world we live in is but sure. how how what would you recommend because not everyone's gonna have the connection that you had Right. And I got very lucky in that respect that um, when I was at Carolina and I got cut for the last time, I went to Coach Davis and basically said, how would you feel about a student assistant? Like, I, I just asked the question. And I was like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I just want to be a part of it. I just want to be a part of Carolina basketball, even in a small way. He goes, yeah, absolutely. So I got lucky that I had a guy that was willing enough to say yes in that respect. Kid that's looking to get into coaching, my advice would be to get into it early. Um, I waited to, hey, you want to try to make those connections, right? So as a freshman, if you're wherever you go to school, just 
if, even if you're not playing, try to be a manager. Try to help the team in any way, shape, or form. What can you do to be a part of the program? Uh, I have a cousin at Indiana right now who's a manager with their team. Uh, so he got involved as a freshman, and he's loving every minute of it. So right. it, it involved early. Um, and when you get out of school, when you're looking for that first job, I've been told a lot of different things, but if you want to be at the college level, then you essentially have to be willing to work for nothing to get started. And you have to be able to find a way, like how badly do you want to do this? You know, you right. could, you could go, you can go into high school coaching and you can have a great career high school coaching, but it's so hard to go from high school to college. It's a very, very small group of guys that are able to make that transition. It's the level that you go into is the level that you're going to make all your connections at. Right. So it's really hard to make that jump. And there's guys that are really good high school coaches. Kevin Boyle out in Montverde down in Florida has coached more NBA talent than more than probably anybody. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's just hard to make that jump. And I'm not sure that he even wants to make that jump anymore. Uh, right. But it's so hard to go from one level to the other. So I, my advice would be to, you know, how badly do you want to be at that level? Would you be able to work for $5,000, $3,000 a year? Right. You know, and work to, 80 hours and work 80 to a hundred hours a week. Right. You're, you're right. not getting any overtime. So then right. there's no, there's no, Oh, I worked my 40 hours, so I can't, I can't do anything. No, that's not, that's not the way it is. Well, I think I, it would be interesting because I teach statistics. It would be interesting to see the number of, of fall offs that happen. I would guess it's a lot. I would guess the percentage that starts and the percentage that ends, especially at that introductory level, right. isn't like 95% of the people don't stick with it. It's kind oh. of a, it's almost an apprenticeship or who, who can actually do all this, you know, dirty work. Right. I'm sure that that number is probably, you're right, it's probably that high. Um, one of the toughest things is just trying to figure out ways to make it work. And then, you know, you get that first job, it's really hard to get that next one. You get just trying to get to a spot where you're in a sustainable position where you don't feel like you're losing money every right. month. You know, you're right. not living out of a dorm room at 30, 30 years old. You know, it's hard. Um, but if you like what you're doing, it makes it a lot easier um, yes. Then, yes. I think a lot of guys are chasing the pot of gold at the end too. And there's not that many pots of gold, to be honest with you. So you better I mean, do it because you, you have a love of it more than anything. Guys that get into this for the wrong reasons are the ones that usually don't last very long. And there's ones that do, there's ones that get all the way to the top. And, you know, but at the same time, if you're not doing it for the guys, if you're not doing it for the players that you're coaching. And I mean, that's for me, that's huge. It's just that when I was, I was a tax accountant. I didn't really feel like what I was doing mattered. Right. Making an impact. Of course it, of course it did. You know, it it has to get done. It's work that has to get done. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I was making an impact on anybody else or helping them in any way, shape or form. Whereas now I got 30 guys that I'm coaching between the JV and the varsity team here that I feel like I'm making an impact in their lives and making their lives better. And right. And I think that's, yeah. I mean, it's like teaching. It's like, Exactly, an impact on someone's life in a small little way, but it's an impact. I'm not, you know, and everybody, it's yeah, you got to find that that reflection. All right, we're gonna do a couple of the things I do at the end here. Um, so the first one I call is leave it, change it, or replace it. Okay, okay. so I'm gonna tell you something, and then you're gonna you're gonna explain, but you're gonna say I'm gonna leave it the way it is. I'm gonna change it, or I'm gonna replace it. Okay, All first right. one is half. 
Okay. I mean, I, a lot of people want to go to the four quarters, and I don't understand why. It, why does every game have to be the same? Why do we have to make the NBA and the college game the same game? Why does the NBA, the high school, it's what makes it different. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. There's media timeouts in the high-level college anyway, so you get that break every now and again. I, I just think it's a, a needless rule change that doesn't really. Do you think that's coming? Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. A um, couple things. You can do real quick, subscribe and like here and on YouTube under Teach Hoops under YouTube. Leave any sort of reviews, any comments. We love those. Um, if you do any shopping on Amazon, down below is our Amazon link. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, especially if you're a Prime member. Even if you're not a Prime member, we get a small little commission every time that you purchase through our link. Um, and the last thing is make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I can't imagine a better resource, a better way to um, – expand your horizons there's nothing like it on the web that i have found um you know i have experienced everything that you're experiencing i've coached guys at the highest level i've coached nba guys i've coached you know fifth grade boys how to dribble so it's i've i've experienced everything that you're experiencing and i am here to help um so you know go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better all right back to the podcast the women did it, um, and you know it's one of those things that I feel like the the NIT started doing it. Um, they went to quarters, and uh, usually that's kind of like the testing ground right. for a lot of different rule changes. Because um, we went to halves like two years ago. Really? Yeah, we're at halves. We're at eighteen minute halves. We're not at quarters anymore in high school. And the and 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 the and the rationale was it will make me play more kids, and it absolutely you have to. Right. There's not as it's many like, breaks. I, I mean, there aren't as many breaks. Um, so I got to play more kids, um, which is good. I mean, I guess at the high school. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think you should have halves. Everybody should have halves at the high school level. It changes the game. I miss the teaching. I miss the teaching part. Um, but that's, you know, that's one thing that I miss. I also feel like it might slow the game down if it goes to, to quarters, not like substantially, but you're going to have more end of clock scenarios where guys, you know, call timeouts at the end of a quarter to sit there and try to draw something yeah, up. Yeah, and people uh, delay maybe a little bit more and do some. I just, I don't feel like it's a, anything that's worth all riled up over. It's, no, I don't think so either. Uh, what about the jump ball? I don't mind it. I think leave it is okay. probably, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of that window into the past where you, this is how the game was played way back then. And it's, I think Naismith said like he, he wanted it after every basket and he, he didn't like the change because he thought that the suspense, it was kind of like the kickoff in football for him where he just thought it was about the suspense of the ball being in the air and not knowing what was going to happen. Um, oh, it only happens in a college game once a game. I, I don't like the NBA game where they do it every time there's a tie-up. Um, it just kind of seems like a, a waste of time, especially if a guard ends up tying up somebody big. Like they're not right, gonna, It ain't going to happen, especially right. at the NBA level. Right. I, I, yeah, I just, I just, at least at the high school level, they're so bad at the toss and it's not even because they don't practice it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I'd, it's I'd change of, it. I'd get rid of it. That's one I'd change. I just, I, I'd give the home team the ball. Yeah. It's definitely one that like has a huge impact on the game um, right. one way or the other. And I think that, you know, it just happens once and it, you get that shot in the, the championship game of the, you know, the overhead camera going right over the middle and it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool shot. So I mean, I don't. It's one of those things too, optics wise. It just kind of it, it does, and it, you know, yeah, I, I like I like the flash to the past. That is true. Um, what about the one and done rule? So I've had this opinion for a long time. Um, I would replace the rule 
Okay. The model that baseball has in college where you could go right from high school. That's totally fine. Um, but if you go to college, you have to be there for three years. Okay. So that kind of would let the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant of the world go right from high school, not stop, not trying to stop the ultimate talent from being there. Right. Um, but at the same time, if you go to college, now you're making a commitment to actually be there, be a part of the campus to take the classes and, you know, try to follow the model that is supposed to. I like that idea. And I like the, I like, I would like to see the idea of, you know, if I, in baseball, if you get drafted in the 37th round, you decide you don't want to go, you know, it's like, you should be able to enter the draft at the NBA and Hey, I'm a mid second rounder. I'm not going to go, you know, I think these kids are chasing it. And then they, you know, they kind of get this one thing and all of a sudden they, they just pop down 10 positions and they're never They're going to be D leaguers. Right. And I think that bad information is part of it. A lot of guys get some bad information. Um, I would probably change it a little bit because three years is a long time. And in the life of a basketball player, that's a lot on your body. So I'd probably make it two. Two. Um, But at the same time, uh, it's it's hard to tell a kid not to go chase that dream if they want to chase that dream. Right. Especially they're hot, like all the Virginia guys and stuff. What about about the shot clock? I liked it when it was at 35. Um, So you'd change it. So I – I'd probably change it back to 35 uh, and for no other reason than it's not going to affect the highest of high level teams. Right. It's really just going to affect the lower level teams. And I hear people saying, oh, we should go to 24. There's no way you should go to 24. Um, <laughs> it, again, it's the, kind of the same thing. Why, why does everybody have to play the same way? If I want to sit there and grind it out and hold the ball for 35 seconds, I should be allowed to do that. Right. I have to start to play faster because you're saying, oh, the game doesn't have enough points. Well, that's not the way I want to play. So right. not everybody has to play the same way. If you don't, if you don't want me to play slow, you got to speed me up. And that's yeah. coming from a guy that likes to play fast. Right. So, you know, it's just, again. I'm going to add that to my argument of why high school does not need a shot clock, because I think everyone shouldn't have to play the same way. And I think there's more chess matches in high school levels than there is at the highest NCAA level, because there is I would, a shot clock. I would agree. And I guess I might be contradicting my point or contradicting my point, yeah. but um, I think high school needs a shot clock. And it's, even if it's 45, right, then it needs something because there's a lot of high school games in East Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have a shot clock either. North Carolina doesn't have a shot. There's a lot of games that I sit there and watch and it'll be the middle of the second quarter. Team A is playing zone. Team B has the ball and team B just sits there and holds it because they're up by five points. Right. And they'll sit there and hold it for the entirety of the, the quarter and then sit for four minutes, pass the ball around and get one shot. So, I mean, like I see that. So my theory with that is then the defense should come out. If you want, you want to pick up the pace and come, come defend, come get out of that zone. Um, Well, it's not, not really like if I'm I'm playing defense like that, if I'm, you know, if I'm playing that zone, I'm sitting there, it's the middle of the second quarter. If I'm only down five and I know that I'm getting the ball after the next quarter, like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. You can get one shot and then I'll get the ball and we'll go. We'll, try to do something with it right and that's um, difference with quarters too than halves you'd have to sit there a long time in halves oh yeah and yeah. selfishly if i'm trying to evaluate a player that i came to watch i don't really want to watch him stand in the corner while his team holds the ball out there so right. selfishly i want if i'm trying to make a decision on whether this kid can play or not then i want to actually see this kid play you got to see him play yeah, that makes sense what about uh, what about the three-point shot i would leave it oh well, i guess i'd probably change it i'd probably move it back just a little bit more okay uh, I don't mind where it is right now. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But if I had my opinion on it, I'd 
probably just bump it back a little bit. Even at our level, you see a lot of guys that are stretch fours and fives shooting threes, um, where I feel like that that shot has become overvalued. And right. I think if you move it back a little bit, I mean, guys will learn to shoot it from further away, but at the same time, it'll take a while to adjust and it'll decrease that percentage and make you think about whether or not that's actually a good shot. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm convinced the basketball court's getting too small for the bodies we have. The kids are just getting so big. I They're mean, so big. It's like we almost have to make it wider. Yeah, and you be know? able to kind of have some spacing a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, more than more than. I mean, obviously we go to we could go to the collegiate level. The high school could go to the collegiate level, but right. but I just think I just think there's. I think you almost have to make it wider, and then if you move the three point line out a little bit, I just think the bodies are so big, even. You look in our league where there's a bunch of deep division one guys, but so condensed in an 84 foot and the width is just does not seem to be big enough. It's gotta um, be huge for you guys, the 84 feet instead of the 94. Oh. I mean, if you get a rebound, you make one pass you're all the way down the court. I mean, right. it's, it's like two dribbles. So it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too small for the bodies, for the kids in the training and all the things that are happening now, it's too small. Um, right. All right. So last thing we'll do is what I call rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you a question like, What's your favorite ice cream? And then you're going to give me one answer. Okay. okay. It won't be that, but that's how I always no, use. No explanation, just one answer. Just one answer. All right. You um, got it. Your favorite type of basketball, like brand of basketball? Carolina basketball. No. Okay. So that was, I, I have not figured out how to word this correctly. So, <laughs> oh, you so, meant like the literal, like company brand? Like literally brand. Gotcha. The uh, Wilson NCAA solution. Solution. The official like NCAA solution model. Okay, I love the Spalding, but my son loves the Rock or the yeah he likes the Rock. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's I think weird. He's the first person I've ever heard of that likes the Rock. He likes it. He likes the feel of it. He's a shooter. I don't know. We no one plays with it, so it's like I said, it's stupid to like that. One word to describe your favorite player. Do I have to tell you who the player is? No. Greatest. Okay. Uh, one sporting event you could go to. Probably the Masters. Uh, I've been to the Final Four a few times, so the Masters would probably. Okay. Favorite pregame meal? Pasta. Okay. One thing you do to relax? Read. One coaching technique do you consider important? Um, defensive breakdown. Okay. Best basketball player you've seen in person? Michael Jordan. Best player of all time? Michael Jordan. Your favorite drill? My favorite drill, um, probably going to have to explain it a little bit. It's called 35 okay. points. Yep. So the way that we do it, everything player development-wise, we want our guys to compete. We want our guys to have something to be able to measure themselves on. Okay. So five spots, the two corners, the two wings, and the top of the key. From each spot, the guy gets three shots. He gets a catch-and-shoot three-pointer, a pull-up to the right, and a pull-up to the left. Okay. So each three is worth three. Each pull-up is worth two. So if you make okay. all three shots at one spot, that's seven. If you make all five spots, it's all 35. 15 shots, that's 35. Okay. Uh, the way we score it is we want all our guys to be able to get over 20. Uh, if you get over 25, then you're a shoot it when you're open type guy. And if you can get over 30, then you are a green light guy that you can shoot pretty much any and, shot. And how many times do you make them do that? Like, it's we'll we'll do that. So we'll use if it's an individual session. Uh, I'll you bring out the doctor dish or the okay. gun and put it under the basket and kind of set it there. Okay. Um, do the drill with more than one guy and have them compete with each other and have like player A shoot his three, then player B. No, but what I meant is what's the criteria for me to have the green light? Do I have to do it once? Do I have to do it five times? No, you got to prove that you can do it 
more than 50% of the time. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll do it probably to warm up a lot of the time in our individual sessions and they'll do it four times in a row. Okay. So if they could do it one time, they're like, Oh, that's a good round. But then if the next round 17, you're like, well, you're not consistent. You're not okay. Consistent. I love that. I love that criteria competition. I'm, I'm a big believer in competition and practice too. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach listening, uh, best game you've seen in person. Mm. Uh, it's going to hurt me to say it as far as like the best game was probably the championship game of 2016. Okay. That was a Duke Villanova when Marcus page hit the shot for Carolina. Um, to tie the game, and then Chris Jenkins hit the shot to win the game. Uh, that was probably the best game that I've seen in person. Okay. Um, your favorite quote or saying? I think you said it, but you can say it again. Yeah, it's uh, Coach Smith's, you know, you should never be proud of doing the right thing. You should just do it. Okay. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Fast. Okay. Uh, top bench player of all time. That's a good one. Uh, probably – coach when he was coming off the bench for the Bulls, I'd probably say he's probably... Oh, he's pretty good. He's up there. Um, one book you'd recommend? So my favorite book ever um, isn't a sports book. It has nothing to do with sports at all. It's Don Quixote. Okay. Um, and it's one of those that like a lot of people might have read that in school growing up. Um, it's by Miguel de Cervantes. It, again, it's not a sports book, but essentially I identify a lot with the main character, uh, Quixote is an old man with dementia who thought he could save the world from an epidemic of incivility just by acting like a knight. Right. So he would go around in a lot of these normal scenarios and like he'd see a windmill and think it was a dragon and you just start trying to fight this windmill. So everybody's right. looking at him like, what is he doing? Like, they, cause they don't, they didn't understand. They didn't see this, the things that, the way that he saw it. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels to that in the world of college basketball, where there's a lot of things that like you see people doing a lot of stuff wrong but you feel like you're the only guy that sees that, but you have to fight through it and try to just do things the right way and to try Ooh, to win that. I love um, that. Regardless of how everybody on the outside sees it. Cause everybody on the outside, all they see is the wins and losses. They don't see how everybody's getting it done. Because I think that, I think they only see the wins and losses cause that's what their bosses see. Right. And the alums see, and it's like, well, yeah, they don't see the graduation rate or what are these guys doing after they leave? Yeah. Um, one thing you would tell a young coach, hang in there. Because it's going to be hard. There's going to be years that you don't win. It's, there's going to be, you know, a lot of jobs that you try to get that you get passed up for. And it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work out perfectly for everybody all the time. So you just got to hang in there as long as you can and keep at it. It's like my brother says, who runs a business, it's like, it's no different in the business world. It's no different in any occupation. It's like, it's, it's putting your nose to the grindstone and just work, 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 work. Not always going to pay off, but in the long haul. Good things hopefully, will happen. Hopefully the pieces fall together like they're supposed to. That's all they you know. will. Well, thanks, Coach. I really appreciate you taking this early morning. I, I've got my physical today, so I'm I'm actually I've all I've been doing is drinking water for like the last 18 hours. So <laughs> I've been half asleep and haven't had my coffee because I I'm oh. having my blood work drawn. But that's what happens when you get old. Um, so thank you again, and let me know if at any point I'll put all your I'll put your contact stuff um, in the show notes so that anybody that listens to this and um, yeah, if you have any any concerns or any questions for me, you just let me know. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, no you, problem. You know, enjoy what Talk you're you doing. Here, so keep doing it. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I would ask that you stop running. You go. You call home. You go, honey. 
I need to join teachhoops.com. I need to become a better basketball coach. This coach Collins knows what he's talking about. He's experienced it all. He can help me take my game to my coaching game to the next level. I hope I can. I think I can go over and check it out. Subscribe and like, make sure you go over also and check our YouTube channel out. Um, teach hoops and YouTube, hundreds of videos, thousands of videos. I think we're over thousands of videos now. Um, go over and check that out. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you're going to do any shopping tonight, click on our Amazon link down below and then go shopping. You won't even notice it. it doesn't cost you anything. And we get a small little affiliate helps us with our hosting fees. Talk to you soon. Sports social podcast network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.